ఓకే బట్ లక్కీలీ అర్జునా డిట్ నాట్ డూ సో హీ సాట్ అడ్వైస్ ఫ్రమ్ భగవాన్ కృష్ణ అండ్ ఇన్ ద సెకండ్ చాప్టర్ యూ సీ భగవాన్ ఈజ్ గివింగ్ ద హయ్యెస్ట్ నాలెడ్జ్ జ్ఞానం కాల్ సాంఖ్య యోగా అండ్ దెన్ భగవాన్ బ్రీఫ్లీ మెన్షన్డ్ అబౌట్ కర్మ which is a means for gaining jnana and in the third chapter you see an elaboration on the karma marga that is karma yoga and in order to purify oneself one has to go through this karma with a yoga attitude which we saw last time elaborately that though bhagavan mentioned in second chapter one verse karmanne vaadikaraste maapaleshu kadachana the same verse was expanded and elaborately discussed in the third chapter that each one of us we have to work but work with an attitude of yoga it will purify you ityarthat karmano nyatra lokoyam karma bandhana tadartham karma kaunteya muktas sangas samachara that is the key verse in third chapter all other activities other than dedication to the lord is of the nature of binding therefore one should dedicate all our activities unto the lord then how to dedicate what is the meaning of dedication that is also we have seen if you don't remember go back and look at the notes then you will be able to refresh yourself that there is a higher power that is in us the very blessings that we are alive the very touch of life itself is a presence of lord without his presence no activities is possible therefore we are indebted in every way that his presence at every moment therefore this awareness is called surrender offering offering is not an act it is an appreciation and awareness then now we are bhagwan then arjuna also asked some question what is that prompt people to do wrong things then bhagwan said kama esha krodeshe rajoguna samudbhavah mahasuro mahapatma vidhenam ihavairinam sati sardathu ravana kumbhakarnas they are in your heart called raga and dvesha kama and krotha these are the two and bhagavan also gave a method tasmatvam indriyani aado niyamya aradarshabha so start from controlling the senses from there slowly you will be able to master and bhagavan said 
finally that this kama is durasadam it is very difficult to satisfy with knowledge of sword you cut asunder this vairi this enemy called kama now we are in the fourth chapter the fourth chapter is very famous among all chapters this is one of the most famous chapters the reason is they have the chapter deals with so many important topics one is the jnana parampara the tradition of knowledge that has come from the lord to the teachers then comes the most beautiful topic bhagwan's incarnation the incarnation theory not reincarnation reincarnation is ours bhagwan's coming down is called incarnation that theory also is dealt with in this particular chapter then the most controversial topic that we all know every hindu faces is the caste system what exactly the theory behind the logic behind the caste system that is very beautifully given in this chapter bhagwan justifies and we will see that bhagwan shankaracharya also writes very good commentary on it we shall see that then we deal with what is karma the very word karma ka a karma there are only two letters in sanskrit these two letters how def- deep the meaning is what exactly the meaning of this karma then bhagwan talks about the vision of the jeevan mukta purusha how does he look upon this world how does he deal with this world and then the question comes after listening to that you want to know how do you get there so in order to get there there are 12 upasanas are given yatnas are given 12 type of yatna dravya yatna yoga yatna pranayama yatna and everything those all kinds of yatna jnana yatna swadhyaya yatna like this different yatnas are given called upasana sadhana is given then bhagwan later on praises nahitnyanena sadrsham pavitram iha vidyate so bhagwan talks about the glory of jnanam thus it is the fourth chapter and the fifth chapter is considered an elaboration of jnana marga that is sankhya so third chapter is an elaboration of karma yoga the fourth and fifth chapter is an elaborate discussion on jnana marga so now bhagwan is going to introduce the topic there is a slight diversion you see that is from first verse to eighth verse there is a slight diversion but this is an introduction to the topic of jnana 
So, Bhagavan, first talk about the Sampradaya. Now, let us see. Shri Bhagavan Uvacha Ibam Vivasvate Yogam Ruktavanahamavyayam Vivasvan Manave Praha Manurichvaka Vibravid Shri Bhagavan Vacha Bhagavan said Now this is one of the chapters where Bhagavan is not waiting for Arjuna to ask a question. Most of the chapter starts with Arjuna's question. Here, Bhagavan is not even waiting for Arjuna to ask a question. Bhagavan himself starts. And Bhagavan says, Imam vivasvate yogam, imam yogam proktavan aham. Imam yogam avyayam proktavan aham. Aham proktavan, imam yogam. Now, Imam Yoga means these two yogas. Which one is that? Karma Yoga and Jnana Yoga. Even though Bhagavan says there are two yogas, but when he mentioned in this chapter, in this verse, Imam Vivasvate Yogam, he uses singular. <laughs> that means what? This is, these are not two yogas, they are only one. <laughs> One yoga, that is Jnana Marga alone is there. Other one is Upaya. Shankaracharya writes, it's Upaya, means means. Means for gaining Jnana is Karma Yoga. It, it should not be considered as a separate yoga. So, Imam Vivasvate Yogam Proktavan. Aham Avyayam. Avyayam is the Visheshana for the Yoga. Immutable Avyayam. This immutable yoga means this knowledge. This knowledge, jnanam, is something that is never perishes. Jnana is something that you cannot destroy. So the Mughal invaders thought that if they burn the libraries, our knowledge will be totally gone. <laughs> but they could not destroy the knowledge, even though books are destroyed, but still knowledge cannot be destroyed. <laughs> so even though why people were memorized, Vedas were memorized by people, they have taken this up as their own life. <laughs> so you can destroy a book, but not the memory of people. The human beings' memory you cannot destroy. So thus it retained <laughs> this knowledge. So, imam vivasvate yogam proktavan. Aham proktavan. So, here Bhagavan says, I taught this yoga to vivasvan maname praha manurichvagave praveed. Now, he says, I taught this yoga before to vivasvan. Vivasvan means Surya Bhagavan. So, Surya Bhagavan was the first one. We don't know how many millions of years ago he was there, he was created. 
So, the Surya was the first one created. Surya means what? Stands for time symbolically. The time was created first, then only everything else comes. So, Surya, the sun god, stands for the time. So, Vivaswan, then Vivaswan, sun god, taught to his son called Manu. So, that's why Surya Vamsha. You must have heard Surya Vamsha. And Manu taught to Ichwaku. Ichwaku was the first king in the Surya Vamsha. So Vivaswan Manave Praha Manu Ichwagave Abravid. So now here you see so many words are told. Bhagavan said Proktavan. It is not Uktavan. He said Proktavan. Then again, Vivaswan Manave Praha. He did not say Aha. He said Praha. And then Manu Ritchwagave Abravid. So all these are very important words because he did not, nobody taught them casually. <laughs> this teaching was thorough and complete. That is the beauty of Brahmavidya. Brahmavidya gurus, they will not keep anything with them. Because you are Brahman, I am Brahman, <laughs> Tuhi Brahma hai, Sab Brahma hai, <laughs> Sab Brahma hai. So there is nothing to be hidden, <laughs> nothing to be, you know, hold back. So here, but other, unlike other material sciences, in the material sciences, they all, all the time Guru keeps something with them. <laughs> I don't know, I told you that story, there was a Guru, who was teaching sword fight, not archery, sword fight. So it's called fencing, I think. So this uh, guru taught everything to his shishya and shishya became very kind of a proud now. He learned everything from his guru. Now the first challenge was that his guru. So he said, okay. I will challenge him for a duet. <laughs> so he challenged his guru. So now I want to defeat you so that what happened? Your name will be gone, I become number one. That was his thinking. Guru knew this, this will happen one day. So he prepared, said, okay, give me some seven days time. So time was fixed, date was fixed. So both of them came ready to fight and when he saw the guru, the shishya saw guru standing opposite to him ready to strike. At that time to his surprise he saw guru's sheath was longer than his sheath. Now not only that, when guru took out the sword it was much longer than what he brought with him. So when he saw that, if you have a longer sword, you know what will happen. Because you cannot touch it. <laughs> it is untouchable, the longer it is. You will not be able to penetrate that. So he understood, oh, oh, this is, now I cannot defeat him. So he said, Guru, today let us not fight, give me another seven days. <laughs> now Guru knew what he is going to do. <laughs> so next time he came, what happened? Guru's sword is much longer. 
and then he saw oh this is very difficult now let me ask another three more days then guru said you are the one who are itching for a fight you ask for a date and all that now you are backing out <coughs> now no 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 i need three more he said this is the last time now this time after three days when he came you know that the shishya extended his sword <coughs> and too long and the sheath also very long and the naturally sword also very long and this time the guru's sword is short <coughs> see he took out though the sheath was long but the sheath the sword was short and he took out the sword by the time the shishya removed the sword from the sheath he was already on his throat <coughs> because it is easy to go and hit him now he said guru <laughs> you are the best no, i cannot defeat you like this the avaharic level the material knowledge people will keep something with them but in this brahma vidya the guru never keep anything with them that's why bhagwan said the proktavan aham avyam this knowledge was taught completely to surya bhagwan and vivaswan taught completely to his son manu manu is manu raja was supposed to be the greatest he is the one who has written manusmriti etc and then manu taught completely to vivaswan no no sorry ichwagu ichwagu abravid now here also you see bhagwan is choosing the right examples see arjuna is a kshatriya so bhagwan here is showing the kshatriya parampara suppose bhagwan has listed uh, what do you call the uh, like narayanam padmabhuvam vasishtam shaktim cha tatputra parasharam cha vyasam shukam gaudapadam mahantam govinda yogindra madhasi shishyam now this parampara suppose bhagwan has told him narayana from narayana this what is that brahmaji from brahmaji got what vasishta from vasishta shakti shakti to parashara parashara to parashara parashara to the shukamarshi shukamarshi to godavadacharya godavadacharya to shankaracharya shankaracharya to all his other shishyas and to our immediate guru who is in that parampara so suppose he says suppose bhagwan has taught uh, go told this listed these parampara then arjuna will says that these are all brahmana rishi parampara i am not belonging to that i am a kshatriya so he would have rejected it so this knowledge is not for me but this is for now bhagwan is aptly very beautifully says these are all kshatriya parampara is he why vivaswan and vivaswan also surya bhagwan is a very beautiful example for karma yogi continuously 365 days throughout how many millions of years he is working continuously illumining the world energizing everybody even though we say sunset but sun is <laughs> shining or so sun is rising somewhere else so if it is sunset here in india it is sunrise there so it is continuously working so it is a beautiful example of a karma yogi and then from them from him who got it manuraja got it 
is the first person first man upon the earth this is that's why we are all his children that's why we are all called manavaha <coughs> manu children called manavaha so then manu taught to the vivaswan manave praha manu ichwagu ichwagu also the greatest king in the bhagwan ramachandra ji's dynasty <coughs> ichwagu's dynasty alone bhagwan ramachandra ji himself came <coughs> so that is also very then uh, the chatriya parampara now why chatriya parampara see there are lot of chatriyas were sometime greater than these rishis also in chandokya upanishad there was a great scholarly brahmana who went seeking knowledge from a chatriya he had that knowledge so at that time he became a disciple of the chatriya raja and learned from him so chatriya parampara why it is mentioned because it is not that chatriya should be a brutal brute i mean power it is not only the physical strength and power that is necessary but they should have the spiritual strength also to support them otherwise what will happen their ruling will not be proper just it will not be dharmic so in order to make them established in the truth and then rule the kingdom they all given this knowledge that's why janaka maharaja was always a great realized soul and janaka the name is a name of the chair it is not a particular king's name because whoever occupied that position is called janaka that's why janaka was there at yatnavalkya time janaka was there in ashtavakras time janaka was there dasharatha time of ramachandra ji's time janaka was there it bhagwan krishna's time also so this janaka means it is a chair the name of the chair and one time it seems that our sukamarshi was sent to janaka maharaj for learning knowledge now this is interesting vyasa bhagwan sent his son sukamarshi to learn from whom sukam the janaka maharaj why because this sukamarshi was born brahmatnyani and this father saw that this boy is always merged in brahman and he doesn't know how to live in the world <laughs> when he opened the eyes and see the world he doesn't know how to relate to that so he is always in brahma brahmas brahmasthiti so this is difficult he has to uh, interact with the world how to interact with them how to be practical this he has to learn now father is not a good teacher always to the children so they always sent to another teacher who was that our the janaka maharaj i don't know i told you this story is very interesting story sukamarshi <laughs> was sent to janaka maharaj and suka because father told him to go and learn from him so he said okay i will go and through two three day those day they had to walk there was no kind of a transport and all that available they had to walk even shankaracharya's time also shankaracharya walked up and down 30 13 times it seems he went up and down in the whole india teach people meeting people etc <coughs> so sugamarshi also went walking three days walking and finally reached the court of janaka 
and when he stood in front of janaka's palace and the court he looked at janaka sitting in a luxurious palace attended by so many people <coughs> and living in luxury and plenty suddenly a thought passed through shukumarshi's mind what is this man who is materialistic person what is he going to teach me <coughs> so that thought came to his mind so of course that thought was picked up by janaka maharaj immediately he knew oh ho oh, this is your thought okay doesn't matter so he received him because his vyasa bhagwan's son received him uh, he got up from his seat and received him and washed his feet etc and then asked him you have come all the way please go and take a bath so he took a royal bath you know royal bath there are lot of people are there to take care of his bath etc i don't know what kind of perfumed bath and things like that he must have taken then afterwards he was given a new sets of clothes also to wear and you know three days he was walking so what happened after you take bath you feel ravenous hunger you know so you are so hungry you want to eat then he was taken to the kitchen and in that dining table and you know, that plantain leaf was cut and then lot of food was served 1234 the royal chef you know, royal kitchen there is no uh, shortage of food or anything so then what happened this food was served and he was hungry and you know the south indian style of eating you don't know how they will they will take the food like that and then make into a ball and then throw it and you have to catch with the mouth that is the most hygienic way of eating <laughs> you try what happened the ball will be somewhere mouth will be somewhere <laughs> you need practice for that now this boy also shukumar she also was trying and putting that he lifted his head when he lifted his head he saw a stone is hanging on his head and it is precariously suspended in a small twig twig in a small little rope any time it will break and fall now when he saw that he hurriedly ate the food because he is hungry also he hurriedly mixed up everything and somehow ate and got out of that situation and washed his hand and went to janaka maharaj janaka maharaj asked how was the food ah good but i asked that chef to make special food which your mother told me you liked it what was that <laughs> hey did you not eat yes i ate i asked him to make that pachadi some pachadi was there so he he said you like it inji pachadi you know <laughs> ginger pachadi is there so did you enjoy it what pachadi <laughs> hey did you not eat yeah i ate did you not notice it <laughs> no why because there was a stone <laughs> and as this conversation is going on immediately shukumarji is very intelligent he understood what that janaka maharaj is trying to teach <laughs> what was he trying to teach when your mind is on the higher <laughs> the stone represent brahman <laughs> when your mind is that in that higher reality 
whatever bhogas enjoyment that you have in front of you you don't even notice <laughs> it doesn't matter to you this is the teaching he learned from janavaraj so even this chanakatis were two chatriyas they were all great masters and not only that they knew brahmavidya they were established in brahma brahmavidya and they were very practical when it comes to living in the world so therefore bhagwan mentions their name vivaswan manave praha manurchwagave abravi continuing evam param para praptam Imam Rajarshayo Viduhu Sakale Neha Mahata Yogo Nashta Parantapa Evam Parampara Praptam Bhagavan Shankaracharya says parampara is called tradition. Param, aparam. So from the higher, param means higher. Para means higher. And apara means down, means lower. So guru is always higher and shishya is lower. So from the higher to the lower, this knowledge has been coming down. Coming down. Through what? One is raja. Rajarsha param, Rajarshi Parampara. So the, rish, the, the Rajas who were Rishis. Or you can break down that also. Raja Parampara and Rishi Parampara. Both. So one Parampara tradition is Rishi Parampara which I told you Narayanam Patmapavama system. And this Parampara is what Vivaswan Manu Ichwagu Ityadidi Parampara. <coughs> So, this parampara praptam imam yogam jajashayo viduhu traditionally this is trans- transmitted by the rajarshis but sakale neha mahata yogaha nashtaha parantapa but over a period of time this knowledge as though got lost <coughs> Mahata Yugaha Sakale Neha Mahata Lapse of long time Mahata here means locked Lapse of long time And this Yugaha Nashtaha Nashtaha here means Adarshanam So it is It is not that totally gone But then It is not practiced Like before this yoga over a period of time because of people who are not interested or their interest were diverted or the students to you know like you know like today what is happening is all the priest class you know there is a dearth of priest because of this what the priest children are not interested in learning this vedadhyanam they don't want to do it because they want to study some computer science and things like that so they want to become mighty or doctor or engineer or then that is more sustainable or it is a lucrative job a priest who is not giving the 
not in america okay priests are all very well paid this is a most lucrative job now <laughs> they are all having mercedes benz and acura and thing all luxury cars they have so it is very good here but in india may not be that much so so how it is slowly slowly going down now it is not as like before the same way this brahmavidya this jnana and karma yoga etc people were not practicing even duryodhana's time see kauravas time kauravas were not practicing any of this and most of the crowd that is 18 atchohunis out of that 11 atchohunis were the kaurava side and they were not people who are practicing dharma <coughs> so even krishna's time you can see those decadence must have started happening much earlier dwapara yuga itself it must be happening after the treda yuga is over bhagwan ramchandra's departure then dwapara yuga started to so that beginning of daraga and slowly slowly towards the end of dwapara yuga it must have become very bad <coughs> so so parampara praptam this yoga which is which was handed over by the rishi or the rajas from the teacher to the taught that sakale neha mahata yoga this great yoga nashtaha it is totally gone in the sense people were not practicing it he parantapa so parantapa is also the one who is a scorcher of one's enemy param means other the one who scorch means like a fire tapaha means fire so to the other person he is like a fire burning scorcher but here now what is happening arjuna your your name is supposed to scorch your enemies but you yourself is getting scorched <laughs> so you have to live up to your name hey parantapa that is very beautifully addressed here it's supposed to be you are supposed to scorch others but now you are getting scorched by the situation so evam parampara praptam evam rajasyo vidhu sakalene hamahata yogo nashta parantapa therefore because it is gone this knowledge is now almost obsolete obsolete almost erased from the world almost gone therefore i am giving you this knowledge saye vayam maya tetya yogah prokta puratanah सिमे सखा चेतीयाशंट योग दिस् नॉलेज ज्ञानयोग एंड कर्मयोग योग प्रोक्तुरातन that ancient puradana means ancient that ancient yoga which i taught 
in the beginning of creation to surya bhagavan and surya bhagavan taught to manu manu to chagu chagu to others that knowledge i am teaching you now yoga prokta purvakto sime sakacheti rahasyam edutamam because you are my bhakta sakha not only arjuna was bhakta but he was his friend also great friend in mahabharata if you read arjuna and krishna was same age and they were great friends and who is a sakha whose name is taken with the other person so he is called sakha so because when one is there other person asks hey where is the other person will ask rama lakshmana if you see lakshmana you ask where is ram if you see ram where is lakshmana you will ask like that so this sakha like our partha and krishna so krishna arjuna krishna and arjuna so partha the term used for all five pandavas actually so yudhishthira and bhima akula sakateva all of them partha is applicable because prathasan prathas children all of them were the kunti putras therefore they were all parthas but then the partha when you hear the name whom comes to who comes to your mind is arjuna why because he arjuna and krishna it is not that yudhishthira krishna you know it doesn't sound good so here krishna arjuna sounds very good so krishna and arjuna they were great friends in fact bhagwan's love for krishna you can see in the 18th chapter towards the end you can see <coughs> and how, even though he has concluded his talk but still he continued to give him upadesha continued to give him advice that shows his love for him <coughs> and that bhaktosime sakacheti you are not only my devotee but my friend also therefore i am giving you this knowledge which is uttamam rahasyam rahasyam means secret why can't i learn it from the library book etc you may ask no it is the most secret knowledge unless somebody secret is such that unless somebody tell you you will not know it and that also if you want this the not the, this information to reach the whole mass what you should do what you should do this is a secret i am telling you only that is all don't tell anybody that is all then what happen by the time you come home you already got the message your wife will tell you you heard this what <laughs> whatever you told somebody there is already come back to you so rahasyam this rahasyam word comes in nine chapter also guhyam <laughs> guhyatamam it is there so that time we will talk about it so here nan rahasyam uttamam rahasyam there also sometime when you hear certain secret you wish you never heard this <laughs> but no this is uttamam the best so this bhaktosime sakacheti rahasyam edaduttamam that knowledge itself savayayam mayatetya that knowledge i gave to 
this vivaswara, etc., the same knowledge I am giving it to you. Mokta Puradanaha. Why? Now, when Bhagavan taught to Vivaswan, it was in the form of Vedas. The first teaching all were in the form of Vedas. But now the same teaching Bhagavan is giving to Arjuna in the form of what? Bhagavad Gita. So, Bhagavad Gita is the essence of Vedas. So, here the student is Arjuna. There the student was Vivaswan. That is all the difference. But the teacher is the same. <coughs> Bhagavan is the same. But the student may be different. But the teacher is one and the same. So in this parampara, listing parampara, Bhagavan is emphasizing that this knowledge has to be gained from a guru. <coughs> Number one. This knowledge cannot be gained independently. It has to be gained through a guru Guru. The person who has exposed the teaching from another guru, he himself was a student, it is not self-appointed gurus, himself was a student, he then gone through the rigorous training under a guru, and then he has got that insight into the topic, this Brahmavidya, and who is living that style of life. Such a person alone is considered a guru, and from him alone, one should learn. So this is what is emphasized here. <coughs> now, this statement of Bhagavan has precipitated a doubt in the mind of Arjuna. <coughs> because Bhagavan said, I taught <coughs> this to Vivaswan. And that same knowledge I am giving to you now also. <coughs> now, this is really... <laughs> No, doubt, kind of a surprise, Arjuna. How can that possible? Suppose I tell you, suddenly I tell you, I taught your great-great-grandfather. Suppose I tell you. You start laughing. You already start laughing. Why? It's not possible. (laughs) So, I myself, you know, you know when when I was born, what my birthday and all that, you know it. And how, how many old, how much... How many years old I am? And this also you know. And you you also remember when you celebrated my Sashtipta Burti and all that. You know it. So, how is that possible? You, My great-grandfather was much earlier. How is that possible? You say you taught. How is it this is a question now Arjuna is asking. Arjuna Uvacha Aparam Bhavato Janma Param Janma Vivasvataha Kathame Tat Vijaniyam Tomado Proktavaniti Arjuna Vacha Arjuna said Aparam Bhavato Janma Your Janma Aparam here means now. Afterwards. Param Janma Vivasudha and Vivasudha, that is Sun God, whose Janma was much earlier. Param. But Param Aparam here means one is earlier, another is later. 
That is all the meaning. Don't start saying supreme and then, you know, <laughs> yeah, lower and higher, this number, you know. There are some commentators also writes that. Aparam and Param, they have given some interpretation that Devadis are called Devas. Now Bhagavan took the form of a human being, so he is called Apara. Like this there are some explanation. That is not correct. <laughs> Here means, your Janma, I know Bhagavan. Arjuna is a devotee of Bhagavan, but still he says, Bhagavan, your Janma, I know when it happened. Ashtami Rohini day. <laughs> we know that. We all celebrate, celebrate your Janmashtami and all that. Ogulashtami, etc. We celebrate. And what all the mischief that you have done. And in your, this uh, Gokula Vasa and all that, we know Balalilas, all those things we know. But how can that you say... And then Vivaswan was much earlier than you. Param Bhavato Janma Param Janma Vivaswa. Kadametat Vijaniyam. How can I understand that? So Arjuna is totally not dismissing him because he has got respect for his Guru. So he is not telling that, you know, I don't believe you. No, he didn't say like that. How am I going to, how am I going to reconcile this statement? That is how he says. When you said, you start this knowledge to Vivaswan, in the beginning of creation, you taught this, how is that possible? How am I going to reconcile the statement that you made, that you taught this to Vivaswan, etc. So, you said, you taught in the beginning of creation, Vivaswan. Then the same knowledge I am giving it to you. <laughs> How am I going to reconcile that? How is it possible? Because I know you were born the other day and I know your age also. <laughs> so How is that possible? Now, Bhagavan has no choice. See? He has to reveal his identity. Huh? third chapter also Bhagavan casually mentioned it. At that time nobody noticed it. <laughs> See, Lokesmin Dvidanishta Pura Prokta Mayanaka. Maya Prokta. He said that at that time. There are two paths which I taught in the earlier. Jnana Yogena Sankhyanam Karma Yogena Yoginam. At that time Arjuna didn't notice that. But now it is very clear. <laughs> Very crystal clear. So Arjuna is, uh, Gurudev used to say that he is holding his collar and catching him. <laughs> I don't know if Bhagavan had any collar, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> Something he caught. Now Bhagavan says, Sri Bhagavan Vacha Bhakuni Me Vedetani Manitava Charjuna Tanya Ham Veda Sarvani Natum Veta Parantapa Bhagavan Vacha Bhagavan said Bahuni me Veti Tanijan Manitava Charjuna. Hey Arjuna, 
बहूनी जन्मा प्लोरल मेनी लाइफ यू हैव गॉन थ्रू बहूनी मे व्यतीता जन्मा तब चार्जुन I'm get. I'm remembering a joke, so I'm just thinking: Should I tell you or not? You know, generally the mathematics professors and uh, Vedantic professors, philosophy professors—they're all very serious people. They never laugh. So there was a philosophy professor. thick glass and all that you know very serious never laugh very serious so in the classroom there is always some back benches are there they decided one day that we will make him laugh so this this person started talking about bhagavad gita and all that and back when they started kuchu kuchu you know going on whispering and talking and all that and this man doesn't like that when he is giving lecture nobody can even breathe loudly that is the kind of discipline he wants and in olden days in india professor used to use a cane also now here in this country you can't use a cane there the Suddenly, noticed that backbenchers are disturbing. They are talking to each other slowly. He got down from his podium, went round, and asked, "What is going on here?" I said, "We are discussing what? Discussing? When I am giving lecture, you are discussing. Ah, what was the discussion point? We were." discussing about bhagwan krishna's and arjuna's birth time oh now he is curious what is that what is there to discuss we all know janmashtami is is no according to this verse it is said bahuni me vetitani janmani tavacha arjuna tavachar char jun So Krishna's Krishna's birth is May, and Arjuna's Tava means Arjuna. Four Arjuna, four June. So fourth June is Arjuna's birthday, and Bhagwan Krishna is May. This is what we were discussing, and that person, the cane dropped and start laughing. First time he laughed, it seems. I should not tell you this kind of explanation. Bhuni me veti thani janmani tava charjuna. Many lives you and I have gone through. Ah, see, Bhagwan to Kavatara according to Bhagwan there are twenty-four avatars, but mainly it was ten. But uh, even Bhagwan I also Bhagwan avatara is many. Uncountable, unaccountable, but he has taken. So that is 
बहूनि बेवेदीतानि जन्मानि तवजाते एंड आल्सो यू हैव गॉन थ्रू मेनी लाइफ्स अकॉर्डिंग टू द आर्विनियन थ्योरी फ्रॉम यूनिसेलुलर ऑर्गेनिज्म टू ह्यूमन बीइंग हाउ मेनी लाइफ्स वी हैव गॉन थ्रू द जीवा बट द डिफरेंस इज व्हाट तान्यहम वेद सर्वाणि आई नो ऑल ऑफ देम बट नत्वम वेथ परंतपा ए परंतपा but you do not know actually it is better also people generally ask swami ji why not i remember my previous life when i am suffering i should know what for i am suffering if i know some i have some insight it would have been better suppose this you go to a astrologer that person you know look at your horoscope and say last life husband and wife are sitting there he says there are some people in india they call nadi jyotish you know there some pranayama they do and then they start predicting <laughs> call nadi jyotish and he one day i remember one person was telling me you don't don't think that i am making a story this somebody told me <laughs> so this person husband and wife went to consult him and he told him it seems that in last life they were this cat and mouse <laughs> one was a cat another is a mouse now think about it now here itself they are quarreling <laughs> that is why they went to him so last life you are like this suppose you know this what will be the condition <laughs> so it is better cat and mouse means what you know <laughs> so it is better that we don't know prakriti bhagwan has blocked it for us for our own sanity <laughs> otherwise you will go crazy <laughs> so bhagwan says this is the difference between you and me the jeeva and ishwara this is the difference he knows but we don't know <laughs> he knows that he is ishwara but jeeva doesn't know that he is that supreme reality that is the difference bahuni me vididani janmani tamajarjuna तान्यहम वेद सर्वाणि नत्वम वेथ परंतपा बट ए परंतपा यू डू नॉट नो योर बर्थ नाउ भगवान इज आफ्टर इंट्रोड्यूसिंग दैट नाउ ही सेज अजो पिसन्नव्ययात्मा प्रकृति स्वामिष्ठा संभवाम्यात्मयाफोर एंटरिंग इन टू दैट वर्ड्स वी शुड नो वट इज दिस अवतारवाद avatara means incarnation bhagavan coming down from his state to a human level or any other form that he takes that formless state to form state this is called avatara there are three main reason between the jiva and the ishwara's avatara between reincarnation and incarnation there are three main differences 
So one is called Karana. Karana Bheda. The cause for Bhagavan's avatara and cause for Jiva's birth. They are two different things. The cause for Bhagavan's avatara. You must have heard from all the Puranas whenever there is some rattasas or some evil person becomes too much for the Bhumi Devi to carry the burden and she approaches along with 33 crores of devatas along with Brahmaji and Lord Shiva they approach Mahavishnu because Mahavishnu is in charge for maintenance there are three trinities you know that Brahma, Vishnu, Maheshwara Brahmaji is creator a creator doesn't have a problem. He produces and, you know, <laughs> manufacture and send. That is all. That job is done. Then the destruction area also no problem. You know, this, uh, what you call that? In the, there are some place where they <coughs> take that uh, old car and then make it into a small little pulp and all that, and that kind of place. Demolishing place. That is also easy to do. Some bulldozer, something you have is fine. But when it comes to maintenance, it's a real problem. Isn't it? So that maintenance in charge is Bhagavan Vishnu. So whenever problem is there in the world, who has to take care? Bhavishnu has take. That's why Bhavishnu has got so many avataras. Huh. Now, the Karanam is what people request. Situations arise, it is not that he wants to come. <laughs> it is because of the need of the society, need of the hour. And these avataras also, there are different kinds of avataras also there. One is called Avesh avatara, another is called Amsha avatara, the third one is called Purna avatara, then fourth one is called Nitya avatara. So, Aveshavatara means according to the, at that particular spur of the moment that it was required, so Bhagavan appears in that particular form. And that form, etc., is designed or by what? By the devotee. Like Hiranyakashipu never wanted to be killed by any creature that is created by Brahmaji. And he never wanted to die daytime or nighttime, or earth or akasha. And he never wanted to be killed in, with any weapons. So naturally, Bhagavan has to appear as neither man or animal, Narasimhavatar, with a lot of nail because there is no weapon. <laughs> nail was a weapon. Daytime or nighttime, Sandhya Vela. Like this. So, according to the need of the hour, Bhagavan appears, called Avesha Avatara. Then, Amsha Avatara. So, Bhagavan has, let us say, 100%. 100% energy power is not required. Only 25% required, 10% required. 
So, like Parashurama Avatara, it's all called Amsha Avatara. And Vamana Avatara and all considered Amsha Avatara. It is not total power is required, only part of it is required. Then Purna Avatara is called some, like Bhagavan, Ramchandraji and Lord Krishna. They were all called Purna Avatara. Complete, full. Then Nitya Avatara is called Mahatma Jivanmukta Purushas. They are there all the time guiding the humanity to the right direction. So this is the cause, Karana Bhedaha, number one. Number two is the, the very nature is different. Jiva is ignorance, samsari, Bhagavan is knowledge, pure knowledge. Chitananda Rupa. Bhagavan is, you know, says, Bhagavan Ramchandra Ji, Chitananda Rupa. His nature is Chitananda Rupa. And this is the second one. So, one is knowledge, Nitya Mukta Shuddha Mukta Shuruba, Atma Paramatma. That is his nature. Jiva is what? Ignorant. So, totally samsari. Then the third difference is Karya Bedaha, effect-wise, different. Now, what is that? The very same physical body. See, for Avatara and Jiva. See, our body are made up of Panchabhutas. Jiva Sharida is born out of Indirect Maya. See, from Maya, Panchabhutas are born. Tanmatras, from Tanmatras, Panchabhutas. I hope you all know Panchabhutas. Akasha, Vayu, Rakti, Rapa, Prithvi, this is Panchabhutas. Space, air, fire, water, earth. This is Panchabhutas. Then, they, from Tanmatras day, they go into a mixing, intermixing, then it is grossified. And the grossified form alone, we are seeing it. And out of that grossified form of element alone, our physical body is made. So that's why indirect Maya. Maya has gone through many processes. After that processing alone, we got this physical body. Whereas, Bhagavan's body is not like that. It has not undergone, Maya has not undergone any change. So, Atma Mayaya, that's why Bhagavan is going, Jobisan Navve Atma Bhutanami, Sharobisan Prakritim Swamadishthaya Sambhavami, Atma Mayaya. So, Prakriti means what? That which has undergone all these changes, and grossified form of Panchabhutas, this is called as Prakriti. Maya is what? In its sublime, pure form. And that is why Bhagavan, when he take in the avatara, like Ramachandraji, Lord Krishna, their body looks as though human being, but totally different. 
That's why Bhagavan Krishna, there is no like human being as we go. There are shat vikaras are there, isn't it? Asti jayate vartate vibrinamate vachiyate vinishyati iti. So birth, growth, decay, disease, death, etc. So you can see Bhagavan Krishna was always looking like 24 year old, isn't it? Continuously. Lord Rama also never aged. No, no. Ramayana talks about his hair became grey and all that. No. And he used some dye, hair dye and all that. Nothing of that sort. And Bhagavan Krishna also, you see, the way he was eating food and all that, there was no report of he becoming diabetes and things like that. Nothing like that. Blood pressure, heart, heart problem, <laughs> obesity problem, nothing of that sort. And that is why in many places in Bhagavatam and Ramayanam also, there is a, there is a, there is a, there is a very beautiful uh, statements are there. Even though Bhagavan doesn't want to eat anything, but as being the avatara purusha, he has to show that he is eating. See, as Brahman, there is no question of eating food and all that. There is no food necessary. What food? <laughs> he is reveling in ananda. He doesn't need anything. But as he has come down as a particular uh, uh, avatara, but therefore he has to show he is eating food. Devotees feed him also. He has to eat food. Mother feed him also. He has to eat food. <laughs> and this avatara, sometime, even though there are so many issues are there, some people say, unless, how do you recognize he is an avatara? <laughs> another problem. So some people say, if he shows miracles, then he is considered avatara purusha. Ajikal to bhot hota hai. Now, if you take that statement, in olden time, all Rakshasas were also showing miracles, isn't it? Indrajit could appear, ten physical forms he can appear, he can disappear and appear anytime he wants. That power they had, Rakshasas also got powers. We never consider them as incarnation. So it doesn't mean that people who are showing miracle, they don't have greatness. We are not saying that. Any person who does this, the tapas, they will be able to get certain the miraculous powers. A person who doesn't show miracle, he is, he is not an avatar purusha, can you say? That also not possible. Huh? And sometimes the avatar purusha also shows some limitations. Now, look at this. Bhagavan Ramchandraji, even though he is Brahman, but when he took the form of a human being, he acted with all limitations. It's not that he didn't know where Ravana was hiding Sitaji. Okay? He knew. But he sent out monkeys to all over the place. He could have straight away tell uh, Hanumanji, she is sitting there, why don't you go and see him? No, he didn't say that. And then also afterwards he built a bridge across the ocean. It was not necessary for him. One sankalpa he could have taken everybody. Like Swayam Prabha asked all the monkeys to close their eyes and when they opened their eyes they were at the seashore. 
Like that, Bhagavan could have done that. It was very easy for him. All the monkeys, close your eyes, that's all. And, you know, immediately he can transport to the Lanka. He could have done that. And Shukamarchi says in Bhagavadam, it was not necessary for Bhagavan to come down to the earth at all to kill Ravana. In Vaikunda itself, he sent one arrow, that is enough. <laughs> he could have killed Ravana. There was no need for him to come down. But why he came down? It is his Leela. It is Loka Kalyana Artham. That is a purpose is totally different for the purpose of blessing the humanity. It is not killing Ravana alone. He comes down. So sometimes there are limitations are there. It is for, that should not be the judging point for whether he is avatara or not. So it is very difficult to judge this person is avatara or not because even Krishna's time also people were doubtful about his glory. So how do we know he is avatara or not? Only scriptures can tell you. Scriptures accepted Ramchandaji as avatara, Christians accepted Krishna as avatara, therefore we have no doubt. Okay, now question is why Bhagavan take avatara? Now these are the two most famous verses. Following two verses are considered very important. So we will see that tomorrow. Very important verses because when it is become very famous, people take it for granted also. So let us see. Thank you. Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachade Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnameva Vasishate Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Shri Guru Pyo Namaha Hari Om